you know, I mean, I'm going to ask you right now, sometimes you have this fantastic idea or concept or clients or project and it's going so well. And then when it screeches to a halt and everything blows up, what do we do? Welcome to another episode of the Ronan Mindset Podcast. My name is Steve Didier. Today, we have got a very fun guest for you from Canada, Miss Dana Jackson, CEO and founder of Vagari International, your ticket to any high-end vacation package you can dream of. What's going on, Dana? Hey, how's it going? That's a lovely introduction. I need more of those in my life. I love it. I, I should really, yeah. really prepare better, but <laughs> I have caffeine now. Too, it's okay. Here we are. Hey, it's fine. We're both caffeinated. Yeah. We are doing well. We are doing mm. well. Yeah, I'm very happy to be on the show. I'm very, very grateful, actually, that you've offered to, you know, air some time with Vigari's lovely little journey. I'm honored that you said yes. I think you've got a fantastic story to share that we can really really give people some insight on how they can create their own path, you know? It's not an easy one, but it's definitely a fun one, I will say that. It's it's interesting, isn't it? <laughs> it's fine, it's fine. CEO is, you know, also fantastic. Also, wow, what a roller coaster, right? I'm sure you know, so. Yeah, so give us just a quick overview. What is Vigari? What's the concept? What's the vision? What are you guys doing? All right. So Vigari International. So we are essentially a very luxury-based concierge company. So we like to think of ourselves as a one-stop shop, but primarily focused in very, very much so travel. So we can do everything from plan your vacation to planning out how you're going to rent out your property to what your next property is going to be. We were kind of based off a lot of marketing and referral base. So that's kind of, you know, stepping back into how the company was formed. We really, Tori and I, my business partner, um, she's not here. She's American. So we had a nice little collab um, of American Canadian meeting in Mexico, traveling all over the world and then realizing, hey, we're pretty good at this stuff. Why work for somebody else? Why not we just do it ourselves? So right. between... Tori and I's lovely list of connections and everything through the industry of our journey, and those will come up in a bit. We decided to put together a company that could not only help people travel the way we do, which is kind of on the fly, very unique, kind of weird sometimes, but also super spontaneous. And that's what we love about it. Um, and then we also use our strengths. I mean, she was in real estate. I was in real estate. We have a lot of different connections all over the world. So we also wanted to integrate all of those into one little neat package called your one-stop shop. Right. All right. And where are you right now currently? So currently I'm in Thailand. Where are you? Oh, strange. I just happen to be in Thailand and I get to do a podcast during the day. Oh, during wait a minute. The day. Are we also down the street from each other? We're kind of neighbors, I think. You are a couple blocks that this way. way. Yes. <laughs> So, that is good stuff. Well, let's we'll 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 dive we'll dive into Bagari a little bit more, but let's I want to kind of get your backstory because you're from Canada, Ottawa, right? Yep, that's originally. me, capital city. Originally born and raised, yes. Born and raised. You know, Canadian with the flip top heads and wee beady eyes. Yeah. That's us, that's us. Don't forget the maple syrup. Please do not cut any of that out. We do love it as much as you think we do. Oh yeah. It, it, it's stereotypes are there for a reason in this case. <laughs> yeah. Let's background. Let's talk about like, how'd you grow up? Like what does, what created this little 
Dana Jackson package. Awesome. So I was kind of, I don't know, I come from a very strange background, but also very cool. So, you know, Ottawa is not the smallest town in the world, but it's not, you know, the biggest. Um, I grew up in Ottawa, so I know didn't really find my path until I was really in college, to be honest with you. After high school, I absolutely had zero idea what I wanted to do. All I knew is that I loved marketing. I loved sales. I wanted to be somewhere in the midst of public relations. But I also had a super creative mind for art, for broadcasting, for television, for cinema, for all that, photography. Um, So I kind of made my focus all of them. So I kind of took like a weird intro course to absolutely everything and then kind of figured out where I wanted to go from there. So after that, I got into sales. So I was a retail marketing manager for a number of women clothing stores in Canada. I'm from Ottawa. I moved to Vancouver in 2015. I was there for about 10 months before I got another opportunity that was kind of came out of the blue. I was on the hunt for something. I just didn't know what I was on the hunt for. And I just so happened to answer a job ad. And the job ad was to go to Cabo San Lucas, Mexico in two months time and do totally different version of sales. And at that point in my life, I was, you know, young, ambitious. Oh, still ambitious, not as young, but. Oh, you're still young. So I just, still young, forever young. So I, I mean, until next year. On that. Yeah, I, don't you age me. I have <laughs> one more year left in my 20s. I'm going to soak it in and enjoy it. Enjoy it, because it's ticking down fast. Yeah, it certainly is. So, <laughs> Yeah, Mexico kind of sparked the curiosity. It also kind of ignited this little wanderlust of mine that's always been a thing. I mean, every time I didn't really grow up with tons of travel, but my family and I always made a point to go somewhere with the whole family. And I always loved that. So moving to Mexico, I always wanted to know what it was like to live tropical. So I said, hey, there's an, a, there's an opportunity right there for you to go and live tropical. So why not jump on it? So I did. And that was 2016. And here we are. Okay. <laughs> so you went Cabo first. And then I know you were on the east coast of Mexico, Playa del Carmen. Yes. And you bounced around to like Belize and Puerto Vallarta. You like were everywhere, right? Yeah. Opportunities just kind of presented themselves exactly when I needed them. And when I didn't think I needed them is sometimes when I needed them the most and to just kind of pack up my bags and tally ho. So I was Mm -hmm. very fortunate over the last seven years to actually travel all across Mexico, Belize as well, Island of San Pedro. It is Isla Bonita, by the way. Madonna was right. It's gorgeous. Um, And so kind of where we enter in and the introduction to Vagari is I was on the West Coast. I was in Puerto Vallarta. Tori and I had actually just become good friends. Uh, Nothing about business yet. And we decided to take a Euro trip together. And that two and a half week trip that ended up being six to eight weeks long uh, was kind of the birth of our idea. And it was pretty much this. Hey, we're working remote. We're traveling all over the place. We want to do something like this, but not under uh, under somebody else's belt. We wanted to have something that was ours, something that could enable us to travel and see everything that we wanted to do while also being able to, you know, have a career. Right. Give you that freedom, freedom with the lifestyle. Yeah, the freedom and flexibility. So we really wanted that and took us a little bit of time to kind of 
put the ins and outs together and all the details. But yeah, 2021 was kind of our spark into Vagari, which was a really cool year. Okay. And what uh, what were your first steps? Like from the time it was like brainchild, you're hanging out in Europe, you're having this idea, you're having these conversations. How? Because a lot of people, a lot of people have great ideas. A lot of people have these, oh, wow, oh, this would be so cool. I want to do it. But you guys actually took it from that, hey, we're hanging out. This would be really cool and made it a reality. What was what was the path that you followed to go from concept to actual implementation? So I think both of us in the in the careers that we were in, in in Mexico, we were able to not only meet amazing people, we stuck with clients. We kept those in our little black books. We stayed in contact with everybody. We wanted to know what Mexico was doing, what Canada was doing what United States was doing. And then we kind of figured out, hey, we love Europe too. What's going on over there? So we just really started really networking with a lot of different people, both old clients, new clients, and then just kind of scouting out and testing the waters. Hey, would you guys kind of like this idea? And we would just shoot out little bits of conversation, little bits of ideas to anybody that we came in contact with, whether we knew them or not. And we seemed to get pretty good feedback because we would kind of back it up with our stories of travel and how we got there and why we're networking with so many people. And from then on, we kind of, we didn't take a step back from our jobs. We just kind of took a step back to overlook and see, okay, we like this aspect of travel. We like this fact of the luxury. We love this aspect of whatever. And then we kind of molded it into our own idea where, wow, we can give everybody what they want without the if, ands, or buts, or fine print we can literally give people unique way to travel. So one of our slogans is concierge with an edge. Firmly believe in that because we're a little edgy, we're a little different. We don't really do things planned unless you ask us, don't worry. It's your money, we use it well. But we just take a really cool spin off it. We really wanna know personality of our clients. We wanna know more than just, okay, what's your favorite hotel brand and do you like beaches? We wanna know everything. You know, what's your favorite memories? Why are they like that? So we kind of use our personalities to gain new clientele, but also new, I guess, new insight into the industry that's been around for so long. I mean, travel has been around forever, but how do you make it different? You focus on the client rather than yourself. So right. that's kind of what and we And give do. something different. And that's, and that's really one of, the, one of the biggest reasons I want to have you on the show is because I got to kind of see a little bit of this happening through the years. And you guys are definitely just putting a, a completely unique spin on an industry that, like you said, it's been around forever. So to take something like that and breathe it, give it a breath of fresh air and bring something absolutely brand new to the market is freaking phenomenal. It's fun too. And, you know, we also wanted to bring in our other strengths. So having a referral based company means, hey, you know what, well, while you're on your travels, are you looking to buy a retirement home? Are you and your friends looking to do this? What kind of food do you like? I mean, we kind of just expanded our networks just through talking, just through talking with people, which I don't think people ask deep enough questions now. I think they just kind of go, you know, first level question and, or yes or no answer questions. You don't really get to the root of who you're dealing with. Who do you, who are you dealing with? Who are you sitting in front of? Who are you on a Zoom call with or a podcast with? So we started really implementing really deeper questions and understanding the meaning of why people are doing travel that they are and and what's promoting that and what's the inspiration and then that way to 
you can project a lot of cool sales on your clients or different ideas on your clients just because you know them a little bit better than a regular travel agent. So that's kind of what we pride ourselves on. That's giving like an extra level of personalized service because when you're talking about getting second, third level questions, you're finding out what's really going to touch them, not just some superficial level. Okay, we're going to send you to a nice resort. Like what you guys are doing is completely different that really focuses on the client and making good memories. Beautiful memories. I mean, we want to be a part of those, but we also know those are very special to you. So, I mean... You know, as an example, no names can be given, but we have some particular clients who have been using our services since pretty much the beginning. They were an old friend of ours. And through the couple the last couple of years, uh, they're also looking at investment properties, which we also have, you know, connections to developers. We have connections to project managers. We have connections all over the place. So while they're, you know, doing their vacation, what have you, we're also catering to, hey, they're also on vacation, but they're also looking for something investment wise. So that's something that they can have later on in life that they're looking for now. And if we can help with both of those, I mean, why wouldn't we? So we like to really intermix skills and it's not easy, but it's, it gets easier as you start to learn people. The better you know them and the deeper of a connection you build, deeper of a relationship, the more you can really curtail it and curate it to their own personal needs. Exactly. So that's kind of what we love about what we do. And quite frankly, the best part of it is that we can have an office anywhere we want now. You know, we have employees, but they're also all 100% remote. Graphic designers, we have interns, we have Tori and I, we have people that are helping us out on the side, you know, they're all remote. And it's fantastic, because we can all kind of go about life as we please. Tori and I are currently traveling Thailand and Southeast Asia. Wicked. This has been on my bucket list for years. Would I be able to do it the same a few years ago if it was just a vacation? No, because we've been here for almost six months and we've been able to see absolutely everything. But at the same time, we're also working and it could be sitting in an Airbnb like I'm at right now, or it could be sitting in the mountains in a cafe, it could be sitting on a beach. So it's just the possibilities are kind of endless for us right now, which we also really pride ourselves on. It's a beautiful life. Not bad. <laughs> it really isn't. It's not All right, bad. So All right. Well, let's let's take a look at it from another point of view. That's obviously that's the good stuff. You know, because you're you're essentially living the dream. Everybody, you know, you talk to so many people and they want to just their nine to five. They want to work remote. They want to travel the world. They want to do everything you're doing and you've been doing it. That hasn't come without obstacles. Or challenges no sir so how when things get really really tough and I know they have you've encountered a lot of stuff you don't have to go into details you can share what you want but what, what I'm really interested in is the mindset that keeps you pushing through because a lot of people starting and running a business is not easy it's really really difficult and it's such a fucking emotional roller coaster it's the highest highs. It's the lowest lows. What keeps you going? When you get knocked down, what makes you pick yourself back up and keep pushing? I think the, I'm not going to speak for Tori. I'm just going to speak for me. Uh, and I'm not even going to speak as a business. I'm just going to say personally for myself, this little voice goes off in my head, kind of like that little Jiminy Cricket inside. Yeah, I have one of those internally eventually sometimes. Um, So for me, that little voice has always been, this is always what you've been dreaming about. For, sorry, for lack of better words, no bitch, it's not easy. 
But yes, but you need to continue because you are just scraping the surface. You are not even at your full potential. And I hope I never reach it because that means we're always growing. So for me, it's okay, this is extremely difficult right now. And I'm having a really hard time with whatever the case may be. I'll come up with some examples in a second. But for me, it was always, this has been your dream forever. You just didn't know what it looked like. And you can have a small idea of what it looks like. But as long as you continue that dream and you keep building it to whatever it may look like tomorrow or in a year or in 10 years from now, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to give up on that because it, for me, it's so fresh. It's my baby, you know, like I want to keep going. So that's kind of how I keep going. It's your dream. And if besides, like the way I always look at it with me, when things get really tough, I'm like, okay, because we all have, we're laying in bed at night and things are really shitty and we're like, can I do this? Like every entrepreneur, every business owner has that. Yeah. And I know when that, when you're, when you're laying in bed at night all by yourself, you have these thoughts in your head, it's like, shit. I, I look at the alternative. Okay. So give up and do what? Exactly. (laughs) And then what? Like (laughs) it wouldn't be going backwards in my eye, but in a little piece of me, it it does seem like if I gave up, I would be going backwards. Not because I'm going back to whatever job, whatever job is fine. It just, for me, I've just taken these steps. And just as you have as well, you've taken these steps to create this podcast and, and introduce you to uh, introduce yourself to other people who are kind of very like-minded. So for me, this is a dream. This is a passion. And, you know, I mean, I'm going to ask you right now, sometimes you have this fantastic idea or concept or clients or project and it's going so well. And then when it screeches to a halt and everything blows up, what do we do? We keep going. We find another answer. We find another angle. So yeah, it's not all peaches and rainbows and butterflies. Sometimes I want to tear my hair out, but I keep going. You have to. That's it. And I think that's that's the biggest thing, you know, because you see a lot of people, I know you've seen it, and they love this idea of starting a business. They love the idea of the freedom of owning their own business can provide. And they love this idea this really romanticized idea of being a business owner or entrepreneur. And then when they get kicked in the teeth, they just pack it up and pull it up. And I think that's the biggest difference in mindset is just that, you know, I don't care what happens. I'm going to keep going. We're all going to take our lumps. I'm going to get knocked down. You know what? I'll take a second. You're like, all right, whatever. Go have a drink. <laughs> and then we'll come back and do it. Have a little cocktail. Work. We're fine. We're have a little fine. cocktail. Right. I think if people really have, I mean, don't grant, don't get me wrong. I don't, I have an idea of where I want this company to go. So does Tori. We have an idea of how we're going to get there. We have ideas. Now, some of them have failed miserably. Not going to lie. Like terrible. Wow. That was not even how we expected. But guess what? mistakes are just learning so i don't really i mean mistake is kind of a weird word for me because i'm like well if i didn't make this and if it didn't say this and if this didn't happen and blow up in my face i mean would i ever learn you know how else would i learn so yeah i mean the downs are just as important as the highs in my opinion because when we're down we have to figure out a way to climb back up and that's pretty much the hardest thing but then when you're at a high Sometimes our lovely little egos like to get in the way. Sometimes our little self-sabotage demon on our left shoulder likes to come in and swoop in. And we have to 
be bigger people and we have to kind of keep our highs if not always at the top because you can't always be at a climax you can at least be on like a happy medium level so that's where i aim to be not always there but it's kind of uh it's fun it's stressful but it's you have to also keep your head which is also very difficult for business owners it could be tough the way i look at when you get kicked in the teeth and things all are falling apart around you to me that's like gut check time it sucks but it's an opportunity to find out really find out what you're made of and how much it actually means to you is this just something that i kind of want to do or is it something that i want to do something i need something i will do regardless those are the times where you really find out what you're made of what your vision is made of and if you really want what you say you want i think my like biggest end goal for life is to travel the world and that's been who i've been since i came out of the womb i wanted to see everything and i guess creating this company with not only a person who shares the same values and shares the same inspiration and actual love for travel it's nice that it's granting us ability to travel you know again like you said ideas are great but what if we built it all wrong and the stability wasn't there and the foundation wasn't there i mean we wouldn't be traveling a together <laughs> be halfway across the world of where we're both from um yep. so you just kind of have to remember all of that and it's also again people like yourselves bring people like us together and we network because we're expats we've been expats for quite a while we know what it's like to be away from family but we also know what it's like to keep your head up and just keep pushing through where somebody isn't as close to their family or their friends as they'd like to be that kind of also builds a little bit of it's armor on you. I don't know. It toughens you up for sure. Cause you yeah. have to be resourceful. You have to figure out how you're going to make it work on your own. So let's, let me ask you something. And this might be helpful for people as well. How do you navigate the partnership? Because I know that you and I think to me from the outside, you and Tori look like a great match because you have the same long-term vision, work ethic, all those things are the same but you're complete polar opposites in terms of personality and what you're good at. So like, I know I wouldn't get Tori on a podcast talking to me for an hour and a half. That's not going to happen. No, not that long. You may get her like tipping in and chiming in with like witty comments because she's phenomenal at those. Um, right. And this is not putting anybody down. It's just like different, different, different personality types. You know what I mean? Cause yeah. you're the, you're the extrovert. You're the, Hey, you walk into a bar and know everybody and you're friends with everybody in like 30 minutes. 30 minutes. It doesn't take me that long. Just hey, you might be hung over or something. I don't know. <laughs> I might. Yeah. You might be catching me on my down day. Yeah. 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 That's right. right. That's right. Um, okay. So yeah. Okay. So uh, honestly for Tori and Bogai to have joined forces, we joined together, not only in the fact that, Oh my gosh, we both want to work from out. Don't want to have a boss. We want to have our own boss. And yada, yada, yada. I mean, that was a very big key factor. Yes. Um, why we work so well is because we're polar opposites. She is a whiz kid at anything financial, logical, analytics, when she has to do her market research into certain things and finding us exactly why. What are, what are our targets? What are the stats? What are the numbers? She dives into that stuff like I dive into marketing and public relations. I mean, I'm all about the podcast and being – you know, front of the company. She has all yep, the ideas the that back up. Yeah, I mean, I love that. 
I love that. That's me. It's always been me. And she hates that. So that's a nice <laughs> balance. But it's like, you know, where we've come from and all of it's a, it's a total team effort. And it's nice sometimes when she's like, you know, I'm going to be working on this. Um, and you know how business partners are. But if you need help with something, let me know. And you know, we have a unique understanding with each other. It's like, don't help me. And I'm not going to help you. We'll consider everything. We'll review everything, you know, as a team after the fact. And then if we have any additions, fine. But she stays in her element. I stay in my element. We combine them at the very end, review them, make sure they mesh, obviously, with both our ideologies and, and concepts. But it works that well because we don't waste time both doing the same thing, right? So if my strength is this and her strength is that, I'm not going to go ahead and try and step on toes and take over what she is and vice versa. You know, I want to understand where her answers are coming from. So does she. But at the end of the day, I mean, why don't we both play to our strengths, which are opposite, which is fantastic. I mean, sometimes I'm talking to people. Yeah. And sometimes, you know what? Sometimes you meet business owners that are completely alike, but then you see a lot of headbutting, right? Those companies also work well. They just have to understand how to figure out a way to navigate away from the headbutting. Whereas we, I mean, obviously we butt heads. We're partners. I mean- who else doesn't butt heads with their partner, right? That's fine. But we just have a very fantastic understanding of what we're good at and our strengths and weaknesses. And we kind of play to that. That's a really good thing. I've had, like, personally, I've had several partnerships in my life. Um, two of them have been really good. Like in the, in the credit business, uh, my old partner, David, he was kind of the same as you and Tori in that you aren't going to catch him in front of the camera doing shit. Nothing. <laughs> he wanted to be in the background. He was, you know, he was on the accounting. He was, I mean, he was good at all the back end stuff. And that just put me in front of the camera. You know, it, it just worked. It was that same sort of dynamic, but we had very, very good communication. Yeah. And that was, that was um, good. And then uh, and way back, I had a real estate partner, Darren, and we had a fantastic partnership. We both brought different things to the table, but there was no egos and no, you know, like, oh, I'm sh- jockeying for position or any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. We just had our roles. We did it and we both contributed and we communicated. It was really good. Flip side of that is I've had some absolutely miserable partnerships. Yeah. I'm not going to name any names, but you know, one guy from Canada, one of you guys. <laughs> I have no I relation know. to this man. <laughs> so let me ask you a question then on the flip side. Then when you had that, what happened? What'd you do? And how were you able to figure that out? Yeah. So, well, I should have I mean, broken. My only regret with that is not breaking it off sooner. You know, um, ended up catching him stealing and stuff like that. But you know, it's it's uh, it's a long thing. But you know, boiled down to, he's just very jealous, very resentful. That's what I didn't realize. What like people from the outside were telling me that. Oh, he's you know like oh okay. I didn't I didn't really pay attention to that as much as I should have, but. You know, it just it just didn't work out. Talking about button heads, you know. And you know, it is what it is, but that was a that was a big lesson learned. I should have broke yep. it off much sooner. Yep. I should have really analyzed it before I got into the partnership in the beginning. But you know, you one again. You learn. You live and you learn. So yeah. it's one of those lessons that I've carried forward. And you know, there is there's some huge benefits. There's some huge possible pitfalls with having a partner. 
but there's some huge benefits, especially in like you guys' case and what you're talking about. You have that yin and yang. You both handle different stuff and you're both good at what you do. You stay in your lanes and it's super beneficial. It's super beneficial. And like, you know, it's kind of nice at the end of a work day that, you know, after whatever we're both working on at the end of the day, not only do we kind of review notes and take each other's notes, I mean, we can just kind of say, all right, how did we both land to our conclusions? I'm really happy that we have. And, you know, we can have business chats outside of our business hours because we're sometimes roommates, like right now. Sometimes we're in totally different cities, which was, you know, a month ago. Well, we can still, having that communication is really key. I'm um, also, I mean, not gonna, not gonna lie, it's, it took a very long time to get that level of communication to where we could both feel comfortable enough to say things because both of us don't want to feel like, A, we're stepping on toes, B, that we're influencing an idea or a conversation. So it's like, what I want to talk about, does she? And it would be so dumb because I wouldn't ask her or she wouldn't ask. Me. And so we would get into this weird kind of circle of, we're not talking about actually anything that, need, that either of us want to talk about. So last, yeah, like nothing is going on here. We're going in circles and I'm tired and I'm dizzy. So, you know, like, yep. so that's when we kind of had to take, I mean, continuously have to take setbacks, reevaluate and go over each other's feelings and concepts and say, okay, hang on, bring them back together. You know, cause that's again, like that's part of any partnership. No partnership is perfect, even though it looks immaculate on the outside from behind the scenes. It's so hard being always like, but how do you feel about that? But like, why though? But you need to understand <laughs> that to be a partner, you know, like you have to. 100%. Good thing I also took psychology, sociology and anthropology because humans are interesting. But like. Oh, yeah, they are. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it just, we're constantly reevaluating. I mean, tomorrow it might be completely different than today. I have no idea. She right. doesn't either. But at least on that day of whatever's going on, we can at least, you know, have that sit down and say, okay. Here's A, here's B, and how do we get to Z? And that's kind of how we figured it out. We're kind of winging it as we go still. That is, you know what? Communication. Communication is such an important skill. It doesn't matter if it's a partnership or relationship, because essentially it's a marriage between you guys of sorts. Yes, <laughs> you know, there's no getting around it. So learning how to communicate and also learning how the other person communicates is very important because simple miscommunication can take something that's really non consequential and blow it into something major yeah that's happened i mean i'm sure you can say the same i mean it does happen oh, yeah. and what uh she so yeah tori is an extreme introvert but she does have extrovert qualities you just she has to be in the right place with the right, right mindset with the right people and then her mind explodes and it's incredible to watch because she gets into yeah. these tangents about talking about whatever she's passionate about at that moment but it's, it's, it's me understanding how to open her up. And as much as I am a super big extrovert, sometimes you? it does take her a bit to say, yeah, me? No. Uh, it takes her a little bit to kind of understand, wow, Dana's very blunt and very forward, but that's also what she likes about me. Now, behind the scenes, Tori's also like that. So it's also, we're also very similar. As much as we're opposites, we're very similar. So we just kind of play to those two. I mean, she, you know, we're both extremely stubborn. Who knew, right? Who knew both of us Again, were stubborn? My Fantastic. shock face. Sh oh, shock and <laughs> I, know. I know. But we have to both play to that. 
and she's stubborn in a different way than I am. So we, again, there's little nuances here that we have to learn with each other's personalities and how we get to certain concepts, ideas, end games, whatever. Um, it's a constant learning thing. Like we're always learning about each other because I mean, everybody's changing, everybody's moving. Everyone has different wants, goals, aspects in life, inspirations. I mean, that could change from now until tomorrow, or I could keep the same ones from now until two years from now. I don't know. Um, we're always so evolving. We're we getting... should be evolving. Yeah. Constantly. And like, I want to be a part of that evolution with her as much as she wants to with me, as much as I want to be a part of your evolution with this podcast and you seeing all of your new guest people and, and their stories and where they came from. I mean, everyone seeing the evolution of kind of everyone that, Gave us inspiration in the first place to each do our own thing. Also awesome. Yep. So in that vein, what would your recommendations be? Especially, let's talk to like your demographic. Let's talk about the young female entrepreneurs. I'm assuming it'd be applicable to everybody, but let's let's talk to you for a second here. What advice would you give to somebody who is wanting to start their own business? work remotely, create that level of freedom, all those kinds of things. What would you, what would you tell them? Super tough because I do not feel like a Jiminy Cricket, but what I would <laughs> say is this. Um, oh, it's a deep question. I'm putting you on the spot. I know, I know, I know. So, I mean, from my standpoint, it took me a while to figure out what my actual strengths were in business, right? I just knew I want to travel. I want to do this. Okay, great. What do you have to offer? Like, how can you do something for other people? So what I would say first is figure out what you love to figure out if it's going to be just a hobby that you want to keep and hold as a hobby that you can escape to amongst the madness of a career. Or do you want to pull in that hobby? Okay, so once you want to pull in that hobby, make it an act of service. It can't be just what you want all the time. I have to cater to everyone's wants and needs and desires. So my kind of travel, I have yet to find anybody who does my kind of travel other than Tori, because she's doing it with me. But we have to serve others. We have to make sure that we're coming from it at the right point. We're not doing it just, okay, well, this is my client. I'm going to make funny from him or her, or their family or whatever. No, I genuinely want to know, get to know how I can help them, how I can make their life better. Because once I figure out that, then they're gonna then they're gonna bring me on. Then they're gonna spend money with me. Then they're gonna potentially refer people. Wow, I had great service. Wow. Also, Tori and Dana just don't do this. They also do this, this, this. So once you figure out how to serve other people, also doing it with something, incorporating it with something that is a passion of yours, that's not gonna be an easy task to do. But once you figure out those both two things and you can mesh them together. I think that's why you'd be successful if you want to be an entrepreneur of any sort. I think, I think you nailed it. First, you have to kind of be clear, but what a lot of people miss is they focus on, okay, how much money can I make? How much can I, what am I going to, what am I going to get from this? It's got yeah. to be the other way around. You have to look for ways to provide value. And that's the key because if you can solve people's problems, if you can provide a value or service, especially a little something different that's out there that, gives, that differentiates you in the marketplace, then you have a winning formula. I agree. And it, it always goes back to, I mean, humanity as a people, we're all one people. We just have to learn, A, to get along, <laughs> B, how to help each other. And 
everyone's strengths are going to be different. You know, I've had multiple conversations with clients while on vacation and they link me to other people while I'm also linking them to other people because we have a mutual understanding of what their goal is, what my goal is, where everyone wants to kind of communicate in that. That's your open space of communication, but you have to build that. It takes so long to actually build a simple line of communication and an open bubble that people feel comfortable with. But once you pinpoint that, and again, like you said, you build value for them, they're going to understand that as, wow, she's building my value. And that is a very valuable asset to have. So whatever the business is, as long as you're helping guide and help assist people on their end goal, I mean, you know, it's like a give and take. The universe listens. Yep. The more, the more you give, the more you're going to receive, bottom line. And it almost sounds, it's kind of neat, it almost sounds like... Your clients aren't just clients. They become part of your network. They do. And they be, a lot of them have become really close friends. I mean, I don't, I can't tell you the invitations that I've got to go to vineyards or to go to a, a beautiful cabin up in the mountains, you know, with the whole family, because we've gotten to that point of communication, but it's also, I've given them a service. They've also thrown back some referrals. So there's a service that I'm taking from them or, or, or receiving from them. Sorry. And it's fantastic. And it's, it doesn't help happen with everybody. Sometimes I, you know, book something for somebody and I never hear from them again. But at least I know I could help them. At least I knew that they got on that plane. They did the whatever they did. And I was kind of a part of that little journey. So for me, I just kind of want to make sure that everyone is getting to their end goal. And if I'm a little piece of that, I mean, that's awesome. That's a great place to be. And you get yeah. to travel and you get to do, what is it they, uh, be a product of the product? A product of the product. Yeah. The the market research aspect of the travel thing is not bad. I mean. No, no, it really isn't. I mean, come on now. You get to travel the world, be, scope out new locations, make good recommendations to clients. Like it's not horrible. It's not. And you know what? Ever since we landed on Thai soil, I mean, you know, let's talk about my birthday for a minute. What a great example. Tori created this, curated this whole amazing photo shoot day because I am me as a person and I like that stuff. All around Phuket Surprise. Island we were, you know, but the tour operator that we used, did we make a connection? Yeah, we weren't just celebrating Dana's birthday and popping champagne. Not just that. We were doing that. Not that was, just that, that was happening. That was, that, that was happening. That was happening. Yeah, that was <laughs> happening. But at the same time, we were also, okay, what other clients do you see? Who do you see? What kind of tours do you put together for them? Hey, if we had a, a similar client who wanted to do, you know, a whole photo shoot and she or he likes this, could you cater to them? So we've also made connections as we go. Scuba diving. We went and got advanced scuba diving certified. But it's a scuba diving concierge that we came into contact with. She's from the UK. Now she's going to be part of absolutely everyone that wants to get their diving course done in Thailand. I'm going to send them to Koh Samui directly to her because I want her to win. I, and I also want, I know my client's going to have a great experience. Why? Because I did it. Right? Right. You personally used the service. I literally used the service and they were fantastic. And like, you know, the beers afterwards. That was the bonus. That was right. that was the plus. Well, if you're if you're hanging out with uh, people from the UK, you're going to have some drinks after. It's just the way it is. It's inevitable. I couldn't. It's inevitable. It would be rude not to. 
to, and you do not so, want to be rude. You are Canadian, I first not, of all. I, I cannot be rude. I only apologize. That's it. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So where's next? Where's next? You're in you're in Chiang Mai, Thailand. I know, like, I'm, I'm out of here on Friday. I'm going to Vietnam. I'll be there like a month. Then I'm coming back. And I think I'm going to go to Koh Samui. Make that my base <gasps> for something. You don't say. I wonder where you got that recommendation from. I wish I had that long goatee to stroke right now. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> I'm so sad I'm not on this podcast with my dreads, man. Oh, amazing. What the hell? So, I know. But you look very good anyway. So just the predator-style braids would have been cool. Predator-style braids. I like that. That's good. That's I'm, good. I'm, I'm overlaying pictures. I'm overlaying pictures of the predator braids right here. Ah, right okay. So this, okay. It goes with my aesthetic, you know, dark, mysterious, whatever. Uh, right. So actually, funny you should say this. I believe we're going to Koh Samui after Chiang Mai. We might extend a couple more days uh, here because when are, one, you, just, when are you supposed to leave Chiang Mai? Like tomorrow is when the Airbnb is until, but you know, we again, on the fly, flexibility and freedom is lovely. So we might actually extend here. You don't have to be anywhere days. that you don't have to be. No, as long as I got solid Wi-Fi connection, I am good. So, exactly. yeah, I think we might go back to Koh Samui, do a couple more dives because those were probably the best scuba dives I've ever done in my entire life. And I've been diving since I was 16. So it was gorgeous. Um, people are also awesome. And from there, I mean, we're doing this whole Southeast Asia kick. So I think it's it's depending of do we want to go further south and then make our way back up, which... I might have just talked myself into just now, but we we will review and communicate <laughs> with my business partners what we will do. Um, Here you go. I'm thinking Indonesia, Indonesia, make our way back up, uh, do a bunch of dives because the dive season right now is fantastic, um, and then make our way back up to Vietnam, Cambodia, Malaysia, and down to Philippines. I mean, we're here, right? And it's a beautiful side of the world, and it is culturally wildly different than you and I both know. I know you have more experience in this culture than I do. But it's but it's oh my culture. god, I mm-hmm. love Thailand. Like I, I have a lot of experience with the Thai culture, having fought Muay Thai and had a lot of Thai friends in Vegas and and trained with Thai coaches and all that. But actually, being here is just like I love it. Seeing love the Muay Thai fight in person, though, icing on the cake. Oh yeah, in person in Thailand had to be done. Yeah, and I'm gonna yeah. get another one in before I leave. So yeah, I think I think I'm gonna do maybe the same. I'm gonna go to Vietnam. I may stop in Cambodia on the way back, check out the ruins at Angkor Wat, maybe hit the beaches down around Siak Nokville, yeah. but then it's back to Koh Samoy. It's gorgeous. You're gonna love it. I'll probably see you there. Might even get you in the ocean. Who knows? I don't think you'll have to twist my arm too hard. Okay, that's good. Mine doesn't that's really just, need to be just twisted. a hunch. Yeah, just okay. Just a hunch. Give it a little <laughs> tweak and I'm there. So Hello. all right. <sighs> I am gonna miss Chiang Mai though. I gotta be honest. It's great yeah, here, yeah. isn't it? I, I mountains it are here. gorgeous. I love the people. The mountains are gorgeous. Like, there's just no downside. And the only downside is no beaches. No beaches. I know. I know. I'm a beach girl. I, I. But you know what? It is kind of nice to get that little escape, right? You have a cooler weather, not as humid. But yeah, I will be. I will be sun tanning away shortly. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm gonna put up all your contact info here on the screen. You know. Instagram and, and websites and it's all going to be awesome. here someplace, maybe earlier, who knows? And uh, yeah, if anybody is looking for a truly first class and unique travel experience, Dana is your go-to. So nice. Bulgari is your go-to. We just love, we love to see people. 
traveling and checking off their bucket list and doing the really cool stuff in between that just kind of gives it that personally my dream feel. Before we go, Vagari. Vagari. What about Vagari? Where'd you come up with that name? What is it? Oh, wow. Forgot about that. Yes. It's kind of critical to the whole puzzle. Super critical. Yeah. Because everyone's going to be like, what's that? Okay. So Vagari is a Latin word. Yes. It's Latin. Uh, This was okay. So most of these names kind of, I had a lot of flashbacks to our Italy trip when we were in, in Europe, Tori and I, um, so we wanted to go Latin route and Vigari actually means to wander. So kind of, I matched that up with not all those who wander are lost. And I said, wait, Vigari is to wander. We work internationally. So Vigari International was born out of that. Um, and then, of course, we have memberships as well. Those names are Latin-based as well with all very, very important meanings. Um, but that's how Bagari's name came into be. Yeah, we, we, we wander, but we're not all lost. Do you, you know, this is very – because you've told me that before. I never made the connection in my head. But the most literal translation of Ronin from Japanese to English is Wandering Man. I I just I think my mind just exploded. I love that. So we got the, the, the Ronin tattoo, but also right here, that means to wander alone. I like that. Okay, so it was kind of inevitable that we actually both ended up on this podcast together. Is yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, it's okay. kind of inevitable. Cause <laughs> that's that that's exactly it. And that's that's the spirit of entrepreneurship and the, the stuff that I, I, I am so freaking lucky because I get to talk to people like you and like people who just approach business and life in a different way. And it's just so amazing. You know, I mean, it's, it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of like, I mean, we always think, well, everything's already been done. So what else am I going to bring to the table? Uh-uh. No, no, not everything has been done or else everything would be done and it will never be. Right. So you just going to have to find your little, find your little niche and run with it. And honestly, yep. like a lot of people kind of want to hide their personalities. Both mine and Tori's personalities are quite literally on the front of the company. And that also gives it a draw because it's personal touch. It's not yeah. big corporation, Just whatever. It's sterile, corporate. Eh. No, personality. Like bring out your weird side. That's what sells personality. The person. Yeah, and you're so quiet and reserved, too. It's got to I be know. It's really hard to get any answers out of me. I know this is a really difficult thing for you to do. I know. Get you to Getting you to talk is just, uh, it's like pulling teeth. Yeah. <laughs> getting me to shut up, it's even harder. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for coming on. I hope people got something out of that because this, you, you and Tori, like, that is the way you've approached it, the way you came together, the way the idea developed, and then you took action and implemented it. That's always like, it's so impressive to me because like I mentioned earlier, so many people have ideas. Ideas are a dime a dozen, but taking it from an actual idea into something real, that's always, always super impressive to me. And you guys are doing it. You've done it. You're doing it and you're creating something bigger and it's, it's amazing. So much respect. Well, I super appreciate you. I'm very, very happy that I was uh, on this lovely little journey with you. I can't wait to see where you go next and who you interview next and what their stories are, because it is a really interesting dynamic to learn about how others got to see their success and what that success looks like to them.
right? It's always very interesting. So I know I'm very, it's very, always, very and it's different, unique to everybody. So yeah. yes, awesome. Thank you so much. And hopefully we'll have you on again. So with more success stories and again, anybody looking for a truly unique travel experience, all the contact information is here, Bagari International. Dana, thank you so much. Bye guys.